hello everybody and welcome to another episode of moving into the future today i'm joined by sarah dianabel from m Mosier, who i'm very excited to have a conversation with. i've known sarah for like a couple months now and every time i see her she just lightens up the room and uh you know one of the reasons why i'm so excited to talk to her too is because not only do, do i admire her but she works for m Mosier architects and design who I find to be such a, you know, compelling and creative and fun uh, brand with the spaces that you make. And, um, you know, and then there's you who is this, you know, fun and compelling person. So Sarah, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. My face is hurting. I'm smiling so much from that. That was a really lovely introduction. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, well, I, well, I mean it, you know, because I, I really do to find you be, you know, such a really just quality person and exciting. And, you know, that's kind of where I wanted to get starting. You know, like I said, with M. Mosier, they have this very creative design, in my opinion. You know, it's, it's you guys do a lot of things that are I don't want to necessarily say edgy, but like fun, you know, you just create these fun, engaging, cool spaces. How has that been for you working there? You know, is, is, is that something when you were considering different places that, that you took into consideration when choosing M. Moser? Yeah. So, um, how I ended up at M. Moser is just, a um, it, it, it's a, it's kind of a long and winding tale, but I, I have always admired, the company, um, and I didn't know kind of how the um, how the work came to be before being part of the team. And um, now that I'm part of the team, I understand how we're able to create these spaces that, like you said, are really fun, engaging, sometimes edgy. We're like we're kind of the out of the box, um, innovative option when you're looking at um, architecture and design firms. And I think that how we do that is that we don't have like some catalog of solutions for potential clients. Um, when we're talking to our clients, we really dig deep into how do they work and then what are the kind of solutions that would really support their best work. And so usually what ends up happening is that um, through a cool collaborative process, we end up with something that um, nobody had envisioned to start with. Uh, and I, I just, I, I love it. I'm really, really proud to be a part of that. But I like that you see that we're kind of stand apart. You know, we're, we're not very, you wouldn't be able to call us cookie cutter. No, definitely not. And, and not in like the least. Um, I feel like every space that I see from you guys, you know, on your, your LinkedIn, you know, that you promote, it's always different. And like you said, as far as working with your team and, and within that larger unit, to come together, you know, not just with M. Mosier, but the client as well to get their feedback and then, um, you know, put it out there and get it done and, and, you know, to get the final product of this beautiful space is a really rewarding process. And, and now just, just so our listeners know, you know, that that's what you're doing at M. Mosier is you're responsible for client services, right? So you're, you know, kind of the, the first person who the client sees from M. Mosier and then, you know, from there, your responsibility is to kind of steer the ship in, in some sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, uh, part of my job is business development. So I do, um, you know, I'm, I do end up being a lot of times the first face that the client sees, um, the first person that they speak to. And then I love that my job doesn't end with... Um, 
you know, passing them off to our design team or something like that. I get to be um, a really integral part of the process as far as uh, putting proposals together and then, um, you know, going through initial discovery and through the projects and, you know, and I want to, I want to be there on, on day one when the client gets to occupy their new amazing space. And, um, you know, I, relationships are my thing. I, I love building relationships with people. So my favorite client relationships are the ones where, you know, we're texting about fun stuff um, outside of client meetings and things like that. And where, you know, I've got clients that I, we send memes to each other and yeah. things like that. Because, you know, why wouldn't you be friends with the people that you are creating amazing spaces with and providing awesome services for? So um, I think that I have one of the best jobs at my company. Uh, you know, I get, I get all the good stuff. Really, really, yes. you do. You get to be involved in it all, you know, from quite literally start to finish. And you mentioned it too. There's really nothing like the thrill of that first day of business, you know, especially for a client who you do grow close with. And part of that client relationship, you know, it's like establishing that trust from the start, right? Because I'm a relationship person too, you know, and um, any relationship that, that you have with somebody, you know, the, the first kind of step to that is establishing some level of trust between the two parties and especially in a professional relationship, when you can establish that trust and then go through and, 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 you know, finish off whatever project you're working on together or provide that service for them and, and show them that, you know what, this paid off. You know, not just for me, but for you too um, is, is so, so cool. Have you ever, you know, gone on site for like a day one with clients and, you know, gotten to see employees experience for the first time or anything like that? So, um, I, I've been with, uh, I've been with them Moser for not quite a year and a half. So, um, I have, I've been on site with clients uh, on, on projects that I didn't bring in myself okay, yeah. that were brought in before <laughs> I started. And I'm in the process of yeah. getting to that day one with clients that I've brought in myself. So I can't wait for that day. Right. Um, you know, it's very cool to be, to be part of the, the experience of clients, um, you know, seeing their space for the first time or, you know, going through um, uh, how much they love something or maybe something needs to be changed and how we can, uh, you know, fix things quickly, that kind of stuff, because um, that's important too. Uh, but I, I can't wait until it's my own client that I've brought in. Yeah, yeah, because um, that's another thing too. We were talking about it before as far as, you know, what you're working on there and I think it's important that listeners know M. Mosier is a global brand. Yeah. So, you know, there really isn't a corner of this earth um, in many cases, you know, where you guys couldn't service and haven't serviced already. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I've seen some of those projects and, you know, you've mentioned it, India, Mumbai, you know, um, all over Southeast Asia and, and in, you know, incredible spaces. And is that some of the stuff you're working on? Absolutely. Um, so we have 27 offices globally. Um, we are, uh, you know, we're all over the world and we operate as a single global cost center. So we don't compete with each other. And what, you know, what that does for us is it allows us to collaborate really, really closely across offices. So um, I don't, I'm not, 
I'm not competing with any of my other offices. I can bring a, a client in that has global opportunities for us to work with them and then feel really confident that my teams in other parts of the world will, you know, just jump in as soon as I ask them to and service the client as if it were their own. And that's, that, uh, that's happening right now with two of my clients that I've brought in. Um, they've got opportunities in uh, Paris, in London, in Poland, um, in Brazil. You know, there's, uh, there's opportunities all over the place and, and the teams are just as responsive there for me as if they were in our own New York office. Um, and when I, actually, when I got hired with M. Moser, I was living in the UK and so the time, but I was working for the New York office. So my time difference made it so that I was working for a few hours in the morning before people were awake here. And so I did my own proactive reaching out to my global colleagues and just built some really good internal relationships. Nice. So now if I need something in literally any office in the world, I've got friends already. I don't have to approach people that I don't know and um, just say, hey, can you help me with this? And they're more than happy to. So we just have such an amazing, incredible, responsive team. And um, everybody is, the culture there is that everybody really is willing to help. Yeah, that's really so important and so nice to have because when you are such a large company like that, you know, people can get siphoned in some sense, you know, to their local markets or something like that. But the fact that you guys take this on, you know, as a company initiative to always be available, you know, regardless of, of where one person is or another person is, is so important. And then on top of that, you know, not only do you have that streamlined communication and capabilities in all these different markets, but you guys are full design build too. Yep. So, yeah. So like, you know, you guys are fully capable of designing the space building the space, you know, really everything, which is, again, like such a huge, uh, you know, I don't want to say necessarily like selling point, but like advantage that, that you have. Agreed. So sometimes, I mean, advantage definitely in, in some markets. In New York, it's a little bit difficult. Yeah. Um, New Yorkers are, are, this market is very much, um, it's a beautiful market. There's a ton going on and, um, it, but it's very much a... Um, competitive in some sense. Is that what you're... It's competitive, but also uh, design consultancy is right. kind of the, the name of the game here. Right. So I would say that like in Asia, for instance, probably between 70 to 90% of our projects are design build. Um, and here, it, I would say that 70 to 90% of our projects are design consultancy. So we definitely have the capability here um, and we, we deliver design build all the time, but we also work really, really well with third-party PMs mm -hmm. and construction managers and, you know, everybody else, all the subs that we need to work with, we're happy to do that. Or we can, we can provide, um, you know, an integrated project delivery model um, either way, right. which, whichever way completely works best for our completely customizable. Um, and we understand the different challenges in the different markets and we're happy to meet our clients wherever they need us to meet them. Right. And, um, it's, you know, I, I'm realizing too, that sometimes the design build, um, uh, term scares some, you know, some partners, some right. industry partners, right. they think that we are, competitors exactly when we're not yep. you know um 
we, we can, like I said, we can meet our clients wherever they'd like. We also can meet our, our industry partners wherever they need to be met. Right. And that's the same situation for, uh, for me as well, you know, at the advanced group, you know, with, with what we do as far as workplace services, you know, so many people think, just think of us as a mover, you know, for example, but we, we do offer a lot more in terms of the furniture installation and the IT services and, you know, office cleaning, whatever it may be. And it does little, get, get a little dicey sometimes, you know? And I think what I always tell people at least is that I'm just trying my best to service the client, you know? And whether that means we're doing it all or we're collaborating with others, you know, it's really all about on our end coming together as a team and figuring out what needs to be done in order to provide either the best service or product for the client, which is, you know, the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And every, every client has different needs. Exactly. And, and we're, we are, um, we're not here to try to ever force our agenda right. on any client. Right. Like corner the market or anything absolutely. like that. Yeah. Same. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, you mentioned it too, as far as the New York market being specific, but with you doing projects everywhere and you living in London, I was in a similar position where uh, I didn't necessarily live in London, but I was spending a lot of time in Europe, uh, you know, doing different projects there and different stuff like that. You know, what was that like for you working in London? Did you, uh, how long were you there for? So I was in, um, I was about an hour and 20 minutes south of London in Portsmouth. Okay. And um, I was there for almost 11 years. Wow. Yeah. Um, my husband is British. So when we got together, we moved over there. And um, I, I've not been in architecture uh, for 11 years. Absolutely not. In fact, um, I have a, I have a nine year old and when uh, about a year, uh, when they were about a year old, I decided to go back to work and I was just going to go get a little job around the corner just to get out of the house. So I, um, I started working at a fast food company (laughs) and I was flipping burgers and making fries. (laughs) And, um, and I don't know if you know this about me, but I work my butt off at whatever I yeah, do. Yeah, that's right. You're very so, motivated. Um, so I was the best darn burger flipper that ever there was. <laughs> and um, uh, within, within a few years, I was recruiting and training managers um, for 22 restaurants. Wow. Um, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I took every training opportunity. I busted my butt. I'm, I can clean a grill like nobody's business. <laughs> Good um, for you. So... Um, I look cute in a, in a little fast food uniform. Right, right. You got um, the hairnet and everything. With the hairnet and everything <laughs> and a hat on. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, so anyway, uh, I was doing this and I got approached by a recruitment company. So I went to go work for this recruitment company, never having recruited in my life, but I've got, you know, I, I, I can type quick and I have no shame. So I will cold call right, anybody right. and talk about anything with them. And, um, and I, I started working, um, recruiting architects and interior designers in Manhattan from the UK. Oh, cool. So, um, you know, I, I, was, I was working remotely before people were working remotely. Right. Right. Um, and uh, very quickly, and I think it was because I don't have any background in it, and so I didn't know what not to do. Very quickly, I was top of the leaderboard like month after month after month after month and was just just killing it, just smashing every target that was given to me. And I, and I, through this whole process, I 
I learned that I have these marketable skills, yeah. right? Like I didn't really know. Wow. I didn't really know. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I started having this belief and understanding that I have something pretty valuable, yep. right? That I didn't even know about. So, so um, I was trying to make a Moser a client for about four and a half years while I was recruiting. And the internal recruiter is amazing. She is wonderful. She is lovely. She was my favorite no for four and a half years that I had. And we were like, like I said, you know, now I'll, I have got clients that I send memes and stuff to. She and I were sending comics back and forth and having this great relationship, but she did keep saying, no, we're not going to use you. Right. And then one day she said, Sarah, why don't we have a different conversation? What's your personal email address? And, um, the rest is kind of history. Yeah. I, my first interview, um, I interviewed with our group managing director. I didn't, I didn't realize that he's like part owner of this massive international company. Right. So I wasn't even, was not feeling the pressure. I also wasn't looking for a new job. So again, wasn't feeling the pressure and probably the best interview of my life. I said to him, I'm like, I'm not looking for a job. So tell me why. Tell me why I should come and work wow. for you. Wow, you flipped the script um, a little. Yeah, it was great. It was a fantastic conversation, and we've been good friends ever since. That is incredible. So cool. And do you know what? I think that since I, I think that that part of my success with M Moser so far has been that I I haven't grown up in this. I haven't like built my career through learning how other people do it. Right. So I'm just, I shoot from the hip. Exactly. And you've um, created your own path in some sense. I've created my own path. Um, M. Moser is really supportive of people doing what they're best at yep. and just really exploring that. And we are incredibly entrepreneurial and that suits me to a T. Right. Right. And, and uh, you know, what is it that, I, that, that you've seen? Because, you know, you are so... Um, you know, unique and you, you offer such like a breath of fresh air in your own right. You know, what is it you've done uh, unique yourself in terms of business development? Or, you know, what have you brought to it that you think that is, you know, been your own personal touch in some sense? So I'm just a little bit cheeky, Jack. Yeah, like, you are cheeky. <laughs> so you are I, cheeky. <laughs> so I think that... Um, I think nobody yet has told me, no, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people have been, people have been really um, gracious with like, well, maybe this is a good way to tailor this or some, you know, and, and helping me understand the market and stuff. But I, like I said, I have no shame. I'm like, you know, we'll, I'll have a conversation with anybody mm-hmm. about anything. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I'm not afraid to ask questions and I'll just get right in there. So... You know, I, I talk to people like they're friends I haven't met yet. Um, I'm not formal yeah. in the slightest. Yeah. I think people like that. Um, you, can't, you can't see on, on um, audio, but I, have, I got purple hair. I, you know, I've got tattoos. There's video I'm, too, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, I, am, uh, I think I look a little different. I just approach things a little different. Do you know, how, do you know what I think really works? I think that, um, you know, if I'm not working with somebody yet, I literally have nothing to lose. Right. So what could possibly go wrong? Exactly. Exactly. And I think we both have that, like, unique trait to kind of be friends with everybody, you know, where, uh, 
if you don't know somebody, that's just an opportunity to make a new friend, you know? Absolutely. You know, and that's, uh, that's kind of how I go about it too. It's like, you know, I'm open to working with, I just want to do cool stuff, you know? And like, yes. whether it's through work or, you know, through Cornette, we're both involved in committees on there. Like, I'm just looking to collaborate, even like this. Like, this is just something cool that we started during the pandemic. You know, we, we needed something new to do to, to get my voice out there since we were all kind of stuck apart. Um, and like, this is just fun and cool, you know? I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really fun and cool. Yeah, exactly. I, like, I was so excited when you asked me to do this. Um, I'm, a, I'm a podcast junkie anyway. You know, um, my husband has really wanted to do a podcast. You know, we, we had thought about what could we do. Um, so I was, I, I actually was like, guess what I get to do? <laughs> My friend asked me to be on his podcast. And, you know, um, and then he messaged me this morning. He's like, you know, had forgotten that today was the day. And then, and then I said, oh, okay, well, I'm on, I'm on my way to go be on this podcast. And he's like, mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Listen, if you need any tips about how to start one, you can ask Tommy back there. He'll oh, help you out. I will be. I will yeah. definitely be doing that. Um, in terms of though, like, you know, some of the cool stuff we are working on, you're on the uh, DEI committee on Cornette and I do the podcast and one of the things we're looking to do you know on the podcast is kind of work more with you guys in the DEI because I was I was talking to you before about it when you have this type of platform and especially with Cornette being such a large large organization with like a significant following in some sense you know it's important to get those different voices on there and different perspectives and you know, different, you know, stories and, and all of those things. What has it been like for you, uh, you know, being involved in that committee and, and working on some stuff? How, how has that been? I'm really interested. So you're talking about something now that I have a huge passion for. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to, before I answer that specific question, I'm going to tell you why I've got some passion around it. So um, uh, I'm a, I'm a white girl from Oregon, right? right? Like I'm uh, that, that's who I am. And I, you know, I've, I've learned that that gives me some, it gives me an edge in life. It just does. Right. So, um, how can I, how can I use that to help people that don't have that edge? Right. And, and, and what, what drove me to that point? Cause I've always felt like I've, like I'm, you know, I'm inclusive and I'm liberal and I love everybody and all that kind of stuff. Um, but what drove me to the point where I realized I needed to take action, um, is that first of all, I have I have six children. God bless you. I know, right? Um, and five of my children identify as some way queer or gender queer. Mm -hmm. Five of six. So um, already, like I, you know, I I want to be supportive and right. loving, and how can I be helpful? And my children are my biggest teachers, right? So they uh, they've helped me kind of understand what's my place in all of that. Mm -hmm. um, and then through recruitment, oh my gosh, I, if, we had, if we had five hours on this podcast, I could dive into some of the dark, right. dark edges. Right. Of, I mean, people tell recruiters, clients tell recruiters things that would make HR's hair right. fall out, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we don't want this kind of person. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and if I can't pronounce their name, I'm not I don't want the, I mean. And especially in London oh, too, it's like a different dynamic there. It's terrible. Yeah, it's it is. Terrible. It is. Um, so yeah, and I recruited, I recruited in the UK. I recruited in, um, in this market here. And I'm telling you, it's, it's dark, some yeah. of that stuff. So, um, you know, that really opened my eyes as well. 
So uh, having the opportunity to be part of the DEI committee, I realized that maybe there is some positive impact that I can have on a broader scale than just my own little family circle and my friend's circle, Um, you know, that kind of stuff. And so being part of this committee, I've been able to help put on events. I've been able to um, spotlight some some amazing black leaders in corporate real estate in New York. Um, I've got a, a blog on the, the Cornet website. Um, you know, there's all kinds of cool stuff. I've also been uh, able to be part of this really cool thing that M. Moser is doing, where we've partnered with the Global Universal Design Commission to elevate their um, their design standards for universal in, in universally inclusive design oh sick yeah I, it's amazing yeah so i'm part really of cool. this little team there's only like five or six it's of us incredible. on this team it's incredible what you can do it's it's phenomenal and we're we are looking at how can a space support literally every person right every person whether they are whether they are neurodivergent or right. whether they are in a wheelchair or whether they are you know um hard of hearing or maybe they speak a different language mm-hmm. or maybe they any number of things, any number of things, whatever somebody comes to a space with, we want the space to support it fully. So um, we're currently working on on uh, furthering their design guidelines. And I have the amazing opportunity to be part of this little team right. who's doing that globally. That is so cool. I, so cool. Can't believe it. And, I still pinch myself. Yeah. And, and see, you know, that's another aspect of uh, inclusion that, that, you know, people often don't think about. You know, they look at it from a, uh, you know, gender or sex or race uh, perspective. But, you know, there's also that level of, um, you know, certain dis- I don't want to say disadvantages. I don't even know the right word. What is the right word? So that's a, that's a tricky one. And it depends yeah. on what part of the world you're in. Right. So when we... So we, we just call it, I, I think I think probably the best blanket term would be differences. Right, okay. Because, it, yeah. you know, it, it is, it, it's, it comes, with, comes with the territory that whatever the difference is, it, it doesn't really matter. And sometimes even we could have a difference in our right. own self throughout the day even. I mean, think about how you process information at five o'clock in the morning compared to at noon compared to... Maybe you've been out all night doing business development yeah. stuff, and now it's two o'clock in the morning. As Are you processing information? Right, right. Are you processing information the same way? So we all have differences, and then throughout our lives, as a child, you know, as a as a teenager, as a as an eighty year old person, we're all going to need different kinds of support in, through our environment. Right, and see though, that's like such an important aspect of it. Though, is we all have our differences. You know, like no two people are really alike even like twins aren't the same you know and that's where our differences you know that's like what binds us you know in some sense and like moves us forward so that's why that's one of the things I've really learned like you know working in tech and uh, like even myself so you know you mentioned your children my sister's queer so like you know again that's like been a huge learning experience for me she just got engaged I'm like so happy for her she's she's engaged this very sweet Cuban girl there's such a cute couple and um you know there's that and then I'm a big brother so like that incorporated me into like a completely different vantage point of life and like really opened me up to how different things are for some people and 
you know, there's so many reasons as to why, and we don't need to get into all that. But like, even working with different people from around the globe, like, you know, we both have, you see people's different vantage points and opinions and thoughts and like beliefs. And it's what helps you, you know, open up clarity in yourself to do the great things that you talk about there, you know? So, so that's why I'm really, uh, you know, passionate about it too, because, you know, again, you know, you're talking, you're a white girl from, from Oregon, you know, I'm a white dude from upstate New York. So like, you know, you talk about certain advantages and stuff like that. And I'm certainly cognizant of them all, but, uh, I I do my best to, to always, one of the things, again, this is what we were talking about before is I just want to be friends, you know, and like, how can I help, you know, what can I do, you know, to make you a happier person, to, to make life a little easier for you or just to, you know, to be a friend. Um, so that's why I think, I think it's really cool that you do that. And I'm excited with the podcast to, to definitely start doing some stuff together um, with you guys there. We'll work on that. Are you going to the event tomorrow? I will be there. Nice. Nice. I mean, yeah. okay. So ask me that question any day of the week. Yeah. And the That's likelihood right. is That's that the right. answer is I am everywhere. I'm everywhere. Ask my husband. Yeah. He'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. You do. Sarah? You are everywhere. You are everywhere. If, if I don't see you there, I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is, this has been really great. I, I've enjoyed this. I could go on with you, but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to take too much more time. Uh, Sarah, thank you so much thank for you coming so much. on. This, this was great. This is the best. I was, I was kind of nervous at first and then I just keep on, keep on focusing on your smile. Right. Just a couple of friends hanging out. You this m- is awesome. Yeah. You mentioned too, you know, your cheeks hurt, my cheeks hurt now from, from the conversation we had. So thank you again, again, looking forward to another time soon. All right. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Talk soon.